And I knew going into it that loose skin was going to be a reality. I didn't think it was just a possibility. I knew that because of how big I had gotten, I knew I would have loose skin. And it didn't necessarily deter me because in my head, I was always thinking I would rather lose the weight than have the weight. I would rather deal with the loose skin than have the weight. Hi, I'm Kara Beck. I'm an accountant from Kansas City and you're watching Folks Alert. Kara. Yes. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I can't complain. Listen, welcome to Folks Alert. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. It's, you know, uh, I was, I was looking forward to talking to you because by profession, you are an accountant. Okay. Yes. I need, I need to get some tax tips from you. Before we before oh. we go, I, I need I need you to give me some some tax tips. I need you to help me understand the tax code a little bit. Can you can you do I don't that know for if me? I can help you it, but I can I can definitely give you some tips. <laughs> what what kind of accountant are you, by the way? Um, I am an accounts receivable manager at a shipping broker firm. Okay, so I guess you keep track tracking of billing. Yeah, so I send out invoices, I record all the money coming in, making sure that we're make, making the bank and our books match, um, handle all of that. Okay, and then that go, you, your books, your accounting goes to a second accountant, which checks your accounting, right? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. How long you been doing that? Um, I've been here for about five years now. I finished my degree in 2020, uh, but been full time for about, yeah, three years. Three years. You, you, you like it? <laughs> you know, it's not like a passion work, but I, I have a lot of OCD and like perfectionism in me. And so accounting is very much like follow the rules, you know, all the numbers have to match. And I enjoy that part of it. I think that part is rewarding for me. But you went to, you went to school for accounting. You, I mean, your, your college degree, you majored in, in accounting, correct? Yes, I did. Okay. So, well, this is kind of line along the line of what you wanted to do, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I really wanted to go into something that I had a lot of job security in because I actually 
didn't finish my degree until after I had my son. Mm-hmm. And so when I was going back to school with a baby, I uh, wanted to enter a field that I had job security and could do, you know, anywhere in in any, you know, situation. And I know that accounting work, you can work basically anywhere. Everyone needs an accountant. You can work in many different aspects of accounting. There's just a lot to do with an accounting degree. and. I am already good with numbers anyway. Um, both of my parents were high school math teachers. Wow. So I'm just naturally good with numbers. And right. I just wanted that security, especially since I was going back to school after I had my son. I wanted I wanted that. Question off, off topic. Why didn't you go work for the IRS? That is like guaranteed job security, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly... <laughs> I'm a little bit more of a free spirit than working for the government. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was just, I was just giving you a hard time. Now, now listen. Um, I found you on Instagram, right? I don't mm-hmm. know how I stumble on your page, and I started going through your page on Instagram, and what jumped out at me was the fact that you were so open about losing weight and your the process that you went through and i was like i gotta talk to this chick right mm-hmm. so i reached out and my first question to you is well i guess how long we've been here this is not the first question but my question to you is how did you one what one what made you started documenting your your weight loss and what you were dealing with Well, I had been struggling with my weight basically since I was five years old. I, uh, you know, was always in the doctor. Uh, I was dieting before I even turned eight, um, struggled gaining and losing weight throughout high school. Uh, I was recommended a weight loss surgery when I was 16, but the idea of a surgery at that age freaked me out and I said no. Um, and then when my weight problems continued, um, I kind of stumbled upon some Instagram accounts of girls more similar to me that had gone through a weight loss surgery and seen success. And prior to finding these accounts, all I had heard about weight loss surgery were, you know, the complications or people having it and gaining the weight back. And it was always stories of people who are in their 50s and 60s and just not relatable to me and not applicable to my situation. And I stumbled across these Instagrams of people who I could relate to. And it gave me hope that, hey, you know, this could work for me if I allow it to. And so when I finally went through the process of initiating my own surgery. I wanted to document more so for my own sake. Um, It is motivating to see your progress and with the community online on Instagram, there's a big community of weight loss surgery patients, um, just a wealth of knowledge and support there. And I wanted to tap into that, especially going into such a big lifestyle change because you have to commit otherwise you do have complications or you do gain the weight back and so that was kind of my goal as i started documenting was i wanted to give myself accountability and also 
give more knowledge and resources to people like me who are like, you know, can weight loss surgery work for me? Because it can, you just have to, you know, be willing to take the proper steps. And I try to be as authentic and open as I can because there are so many misconceptions about right. weight loss surgery and the maintenance that comes with it. And that is still something I face even now, five years post-surgery is people still say, oh, you didn't do anything, it was your doctor or it was your surgeon. And I'm like, well, they worked for three hours five years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like right. how much credit do they get for the rest of my life when I am putting in work day after day to maintain not only my eating habits, but my behavioral habits and my, you know, my lifestyle changes. I'm putting in work every single day and I want people to understand that, that to truly see change, you have to put in that work. Question. Uh, you said you've always been overweight, even as a child. At what age did you go through the process of having surgery and start taking things into your own hands? So I, I believe I was five when my mom took me into my pediatrician and he said that I was overweight. And then from then on, it was me going in and I got tested. I had insulin resistance as a kid, which then led me to go on, you know, a lower sugar diet, high protein diet, basically from, you know, the age of five on. Um, and then I started looking into surgery, um, not until I actually had started looking at surgery right before I got pregnant with my son. I had always what, what told age? myself at what age I was, I, I believe I was 22 when I started okay. looking into getting my surgery, but didn't get it until I was 24. Gotcha. Um, when I was 22, uh, I started looking into it, started going through the process and then found out I was pregnant. And then obviously because I was pregnant, couldn't go through with a major surgery like that. Um, and I had wanted to address my weight issues before I got pregnant. Um, I always wanted to have kids. It was something I had wanted since I was really young. I always wanted a family, always wanted kids and wanted to have healthy pregnancies and healthy babies and healthy deliveries. And as I addressed my weight, I knew I wanted to take care of that beforehand, but it just, it didn't happen that way. We had a surprise pregnancy. Uh, like I said, I had been looking into the surgery when I found out I was pregnant mm -hmm. and uh, put that on hold to have my son. And then after I had been, you know, healed from, my pregnancy long enough, I then went back into my surgeon and said, I'm ready. Like, let's get this done so that I can, you know, be healthier for my son. Now, going through the, the process of the, the surgery, take me back to that point because at some point you lost the weight, right? But you mm -hmm. still have, you still had excess like skin that you had to get rid of that we played a few minutes ago. Uh, right. So when you decide to go into the surgery, is it, what, what is the process? Um, to, 
I went to a specific surgery center that only does bariatric surgeons or surgeries. And I was really lucky in that way. They do a lot of pre-surgery like checklists. They make sure you're mentally prepared. They do a lot right. of psychological analysis. They, you know, do all those sorts of things. They prepare you for, all right, this is what life's going to look like after surgery. This is what you're going to have to do afterwards. And, um, it's a lot of just accepting these big changes that you have to work around. Um, and then obviously like you have to adjust your lifestyle and yes, I lost the weight and I knew going into it that loose skin was going to be a reality. I didn't think it was just a possibility. I knew that because of how big I had gotten, I knew I would have loose skin and it didn't necessarily deter me because in my head, I was always thinking I would rather lose the weight than have the weight. I would rather deal with the loose skin than have the weight. And, mm. um, I didn't know at the time if I would have the loose skin removed or not. Um, but about 18 months after my bariatric surgery, um, I was approved for plastic surgery to get the skin removed off, off of my lower abdomen. Um, thankfully, and they removed six pounds of skin in that surgery um and that in itself was a whole separate venture for me um i feel like psychologically um dealing with that because mm. <laughs> your body you're so used to seeing your body one way and then from my bariatric surgery i lost all this weight and my brain was trying to process this change of losing that weight and then i was seeing this loose skin and that was affecting how I was seeing myself right, and right. then this major plastic surgery and had to go through this process of not only healing from that, but then adjusting, you know, my own view of myself in my head and seeing myself with, you know, the loose skin on it's, it's a bigger process than people realize. I think. I want to show you something. Okay. Okay. This is a picture of you. Um, yeah. When you were 370 pounds right yes now, i was actually in this picture at my baby shower so i was about eight months pregnant it's a lot of empathy i feel like now um i've gone through a lot of different mental and emotional processes um through this journey of looking back at pictures like this of myself and there's you know i go through like anger and resentment and of course there's self-hate but I realized that those are all things that society has told me to feel about someone who looks like this. And um, oh, oh, I've had to when you say, myself. Are you saying for yourself? You no, feel... I, I don't I don't necessarily feel that way about myself, but I have these pre-programmed thoughts from society about people who are overweight and people who are obese. And I had a lot of self-loathing just because of how society treats people who are overweight. Um, because when you are treated a certain way for so long, the only, sometimes the only way to look at it is like, well, you know, I'm just treated this way because that's how it is. Um, not that it's right, but I was definitely treated very differently when I was extremely overweight. I remember going to the store and I would be checking out and the clerks at the checkout wouldn't even make eye contact with me.
I would be walking into the store and I would hold the door for someone and nobody would even say anything to me. No one would communicate with me. Like the the social ostracite, ostrac wow, the word ostrac ostracize. Yeah, but I want to station at the end, but I don't know how to put that together in my mouth. But I was very isolated gotcha. and I felt very isolated just because of how people treated me. Um, and how, it, how was how was that? I how did that translate to home? How was your? I, I understand the pub in public. You felt you felt isolated. How did how were you treated at home? Um, like with people at home, or like just or like with myself. No, with your with your family, your friends. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like a a lot of my close friends and family knew I was extremely unhealthy, but did not want to hurt my feelings. And so they, they would always treat me the same, but I feel like they had that want to help me, but just didn't know how. And I feel like that is how a lot of people are, especially not even just with people who are overweight, but people with, who are dealing with stuff that you don't necessarily know how to address. It's, it's hard. It's hard to address it with somebody you love, but, um, yeah, at home, I feel like I was treated the same. So you felt overall. like you, even, even at home, you were, you felt a little isolation. I mean, not necessarily isolated at home. I, mm, no, not isolated at home. I, I feel like, uh, at home, I was treated the same. It was just before I lost the weight, my family and friends didn't necessarily know how to address my health. And versus now, they are better at like communicating with me about it. But that's also because I am better at communicating about my health and how I used to be. If that makes if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. Oh. You, you go through the transformation. You go through the weight loss. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, here's a picture of you then and when you got the surgery and the weight loss do mm -hmm. you think that the documentation of you documenting every step of this weight loss do it do you think it it hold you to a standard to where it reminds you where you where you came from what you've been through what you've dealt with and a constant reminder not to fall back into bad eating habits and to maintain to work out because now you have this daily reminder on social media that you've created for yourself this documentation mm -hmm. uh, falling back not only you will see it but the world will see it so oh absolutely <laughs> it's definitely I don't necessarily ever post for anyone else I mean I want people to have access to the information, but at the end of the day, I am posting for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's really in, in my situation with the type of, you know, platform I have, sometimes that's the best way to do it because if you're posting for somebody else, it's not going to be authentic. And so for me, it's all about motivating myself and hopefully that you know, keeping myself motivated is helping others stay motivated. And I feel like I've accomplished that. Um, just, you know, keeping myself reminding like, Hey, 
you know, you've come this far, you've done all of this, like, like one good job, but like, keep it up. Like, right. you know, your hard work has paid off and like, you want to continue to see that. What's the reaction now when you walk into the grocery store, you go shopping and I mean, I mean, you, you're a little, you're a little piece now. You, I mean, <laughs> um, it's honestly, it's quite interesting for me, honestly, the social reaction to me and the differences I see socially, because I do, I get that a lot that I am considered very attractive now. And I'm like, thank you. Great. And like, I do get a lot of attention and I get people interacting with me. I get people smiling with me. I get people coming up to me, people wanting to talk to me. And I, one, I am happy about that because obviously that makes my quality of life better. But at the same time, there's a part of me that gets a little bit frustrated because I feel like it validates my fear of the fact that I felt like I was treated differently when I was obese than I am now. I feel like it's like, you can't ignore that it's just validating that I was treated so differently. And so while I do appreciate the difference, sometimes I'm like, you know, I deserve to be treated well before too. I right. deserved the, you know, the love, the warmth, the friendships, the love, you know, I deserved all of it before um, but nobody treated me that way. So it's just, it's interesting to see the social behaviors of people, how they treat me then versus how they're treating me now. But for you personally, you feel better with yourself, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And I feel like that is a lot more mental than physical. I mean, obviously physically, I feel a lot better physically, um, but I do face some physical ramifications of holding so much weight for as long as I did, especially because I was overweight during my adolescence mm -hmm. and like, do, you know, while I was developing. Um, so I do face like, you know, stuff that I have to work on every day. Like my body's tired from carrying weight for so long and I have to work at that. but. Obviously, physically, I've reversed, you know, my insulin resistance. I don't have high blood pressure anymore. Like, mm. I'm not on any medications anymore besides, you know, the ones like vitamins, like my bariatric no, no, vitamins. Right. I have Normal vitamins. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I am so much healthier in that way. Um, but mentally, I feel like losing the weight gave me that leg up of that emotional and mental healing that I really needed to do in order to keep the physical results that I wanted. Because I was able to find that part of me and tap into that part of me after losing the weight and say, you know what, I am strong. Like what in my life needs to change so that I can one, keep these results, but also continue to find what's making me happy and continue to make steps forward. Um, cause I feel like when I was overweight, I was holding myself back because I was one, not confident and two felt like, you know, there wasn't a place for me in this world because of how I was treated. And I feel like losing the weight gave me that confidence to address 
those areas and say, you know what, I'm making my own place for myself and no, I'm taking up space in this world and I'm okay with that. And everybody else is going to be okay with that too. <laughs> Got you. I want to show you a picture. Okay. What comes to mind? Yes. How does this make you feel? I love this picture, especially because of the smile on both of our faces in the after picture. My son has been my biggest driving force and continues to be my biggest driving force. I've always wanted to be a mom and my son is wrapped around my finger and I can tell a difference in not just like myself, but I can tell that what I do rubs off on him and he's picking up these habits and he sees me, you know, he kids see how you treat yourself, not just how you treat them. Right. So I am modeling not only how I'm treating him and that relationship, but I'm modeling for him how to treat himself. And so I can see in him, he told me the other night in bed, he said, mom, I really, really love myself. And wow. that for me was a huge validation because I didn't have that growing up. I didn't have that. I love myself feeling. And so I, I just want to continue to foster that and say, you know what? You deserve to love yourself and take care of yourself. And like, that's the whole reason I started this whole journey was to show my son that you are worth taking care of yourself. Like you're worth it. You know, anything you want in this world is within your reach. Like you deserve to be happy. You deserve what you want. But also for you. Yeah. You, you get to do, you get to do things with him. You're, you're like, yeah. you're way more active with him now. Absolutely. I, I like that aspect of, you know, my weight loss journey that I have my child and it makes me have these opportunities to be a lot more playful with, you know, my fitness, like riding bikes and going swimming. And, you know, I take him to trampoline parks and it just, I love being young like that and getting to experience things like that, that, you know, sometimes I didn't even get to do as a kid. Like I went ice skating for the first time last winter because I was overweight as a kid and too scared to fall in front of everyone. Cause I was already, you know, the black sheep as the overweight kid. And I never wanted to go and embarrass myself. And so I never went ice skating. And so right. I went ice skating with my son for the first time last year and you know, just stuff like that. Like it's, it's fun for me to experience these things with him and, you know, have those memories made. I want to play a video. I want to come back and I want to talk to you about it. Um, and I, I want, I want to, I want to show you this. Let's play okay. this. We'll come back. We'll talk. You've come a long way, Kira. A, a very long way. 
I mean, you have you've got to pat yourself on the back because you have done something that most people don't take their health into their own hands. Yeah. I, I, and that's something I have learned too over the years, you know, since my surgery that it, you know, it's one thing to notice that there's something in your life that needs to be fixed, but then it's completely different actually addressing it and making the necessary changes. And I, something I learned a while ago and kind of pushed me into, you know, all these transformations was I was severely depressed growing up. And a lot of that came from, you know, the fact that I was overweight and grew up overweight. And, but that wasn't all of it. That wasn't a hundred percent of it. And so I'm a very self-reflective person. And as I got into, you know, my young adult years and before I had my son, I kept sitting there going like, why am I so depressed? Why am I so depressed? And I, I would look at different aspects of my life and say, you know, what needs to change? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I need to address? And I'm, you know, being overweight, I knew that was a big thing. And so I was like, okay, let's, let's tackle this. And that's why I chose to do a surgery because I knew like it was a drastic choice and a drastic change, but I knew like I had done little steps and didn't have the self discipline at the time to really get the results I wanted. And I knew if I wanted those big results, I needed to get, you know, have the big surgery. Right. And right. when I had the surgery, it didn't take away everything that was making me depressed. And so I would go back and say, I'm like, all right, well, what things in my life are, you know, making me unhappy? And I realized that in order to get something different, you have to give something different to, you know, have things in your life that make you happy. You have to get rid of things that are making you unhappy. You have to physically, mentally, emotionally make space in your life for things to make you happy. And I think that's something that kind of like, kind of like throwing out the trash. And, yeah. And yeah. I think it's something not everybody understands because you have to give, you know, give up things to get what you want. And that takes a lot of self-discipline to say, okay, what can I give up? Like even things that you like, like, you know, you look at like currently right now, I'm like, I feel like I'm, you know, I don't have enough free time, but I sat down and I'm like, why am, why am I upset? I'm like, well, I don't have enough free time. I'm like, well, I'm spending a lot of time, you know, <clears throat> on my phone, just scrolling Instagram. I'm like, well, if I want more free time, I have to give up randomly scrolling on Instagram. Right. And it's, I feel like people don't necessarily always connect those two of, you know, if you want something different, you have to give something different. And Definitely. yeah, it's a hard lesson to learn, but, um, it's valuable when you can. How, how, how often do you work out? Um, right now I work out six days a week, um, but it varies my severity. I work out very kind of, um, intuitively. I try to weight train three times a week and I spread that out into like upper body core and lower body. And then I do a couple of days of lighter workouts just so that I'm not straining my body. <clears throat> Excuse me. I realized in my process that 
you can't give a hundred percent all the time because then you can't give a hundred percent in some areas that you need to sometimes. Like if right. I was, there was a period of time I was working for working out for two hours a day, but then I had no energy to do anything else in my day. And so you, I had to adjust, but you know, I give as much as I can and you have to realize it's a long game. And if you keep up, you know, consistency <laughs> and nobody wants to hear that and nobody likes to be consistent. <laughs> right. Right. But I want to, I want to show you something. Um, and you got to explain this to me because I don't know what this is. So I see in your page, you were, well, let me play it and we'll come back. We'll talk. Okay. What is what is this, Kara? Please tell me this is this is what what is this? Coca Cola, a two li a two liter Coca Cola, carrots, and uh, uh, what is this? Please explain this to me. This this is a riff on a like typical roast. Um, I grew up in Wyoming. I grew up a very meat and potatoes kind of family, um, and this is a recipe I got from my mom. Uh, and it's basically just using the Coke as your cooking base, like your beef broth or something like that. But the advantage of using the Coke is it has that sugar in it. Now, sugar's not the best for you, but it will make your meat really tender and sweet. So there's a trade-off. But uh, it's an old recipe that I got from my mom. It's just a nice, uh, I like the way it flavors the meat. It's, it's a little unconventional, but it's delicious. <laughs> So it's a real recipe. It is. <laughs> okay. Where did your mom get the recipe from? You know? I think she got it from like a slow cooker cookbook. Yeah. yeah. I got, listen, I, I'm going to look this up when we get off here. Because when I saw this, I was like, I got to ask her about this. A cook, a, a rose, Coke, two liter rose. So you put the, so in the row, you have to put the whole two liter in with the the meat and the the uh it's not the full two liter it's like it's like maybe half of that two liter i just they didn't have a smaller size of coke where i was shopping okay <laughs> but yeah it's the flavoring for the meat is an onion soup mix you know the little packages and then right. the that's what is flavoring the meat and it turns out and you can even take the liquid after it cooks the coke and soup mixture and kind of uh boil it down to make like a gravy to go with the meat and potatoes you, you gotta be kidding me no it's real you gotta be kidding me it, it's yeah. good it's yeah. weird but it's good right uh off subject your Kansas City Chief won the Super Bowl. Congratulations. Yes. What is the city Chief like for that? 
what, 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 you know, you guys had the parade. I, I think we spoke. Um, when did we talk? I think we talked last week. They were, uh, and the day be, the day after they was going to have the parade. Did you go to the parade? Yes, I took my son to the parade. He wanted to see Patrick Mahomes. So we stood until Patrick Mahomes came by on his bus, and my son was very excited. Nice, nice. It was very cold, but we got to see Patrick. Well, congratulations to you guys on Thank the Super you. Bowl. But Kara, it was a pleasure having you here today. Um, I think it's very brave of you to document your, your, your journey. Uh, I think it's motivational for, it would be motivational for a lot of people. And I'm sure when you get your DMs, people hit you up in the DMs. And, you know, what are some of those messages like? Oh, I get, uh, I get a lot um, of just thank you for sharing. Um, I get a lot of people messaging me saying, hey, I looked just like you. Um, I've been considering this surgery. Thank you for sharing. I get people asking me for advice. They mm -hmm. say, you know, should I get this surgery? Like, do you recommend it? Like, I get people asking me about my uh, plastic surgery and how that, you know, how that process was. Um, of course, I get people trolling saying, you know, <laughs> you didn't do anything. You, you know, your doctors did everything. And then you've right. got the people. Right sliding in but it's it's mostly positive and it, it's definitely worth it because i can see the impact i'm having wonderful kara beck it was a pleasure having you here you'll have to come back i'd like to talk to you about taxes and accounting we need a couple <laughs> more <laughs> i'm giving you a hard time <laughs> but listen you're more than welcome to come back anytime you know i, I it was happy i was happy that you came on and I really admire you sharing your story. You know, that well, was very, very big of you. And uh, I will keep following you to see where this goes and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Come back anytime. Kara, <laughs> Kara Beck, the accountant. All right, you take care. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye. Bye.